let's get Dr. John Demartini on the line so we can start chatting about the supermom syndrome and just really why so many of us as women suffer from that. Good afternoon. We are live on Two Oceans Vibe Radio. Good afternoon. So welcome back to On the Flip Side. We are really happy to have you back. Thank you. Yes. Um, so today we are talking about the supermom syndrome being Women's Month. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we celebrate Women's Month, but I often think it is also really important to take a step back and look at um, this very real um, if I may call it problem or syndrome that um, is is definitely and not just it's not a new thing I'm sure you will agree with me um, Dr. John Demartini uh, but before we get cracking would you mind just sharing with our listeners a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do um, from day to day for those that may not be so familiar with you even though I'm sure you need no introduction <laughs> Well, I uh, pretty well full-time uh, research, write, travel, teach on anything that helps human beings maximize their their awareness and potential and to achieve what they would love to create in their life. And I've been doing that. I've been teaching 47 years in November, so I've been doing that a while. <laughs> and I, I uh, have the opportunity to speak all different types of individuals from government organizations down to corporate to uh, the general population and education everybody that will listen to me <laughs> and uh but i i definitely um have been doing that for since a very long time and i i was learned disabled as i was a child and i think that probably was a factor in me eventually coming to that desire to want to be overcome that and learn to teach and learn to educate so I'm an educator basically of um, many many topics um, I know that um, I've definitely um, gone to one or two of your talks and I know there are several things um, that you do teach on so for today um, if that's okay I'd like to maybe just start off with the with the very simple question of why you believe that um, supermom syndrome exists and where it comes from this perfectionism um, that that we have as women? Well, I think that there's uh, a tendency for many, men and women, but particularly females with children, to compare themselves to other people uh, mm -hmm. instead of comparing their actions to what they value specifically. And many times they subordinate and kind of live in the shadows of other people and inject values of other people into their life and then think, oh, I need to do all of these things outside me, instead of actually live congruently in alignment with what they truly have as their own values, as individuals. And then they think they should do this, and they have to do this, and they gotta do this, and they can scatter themselves by trying to be, you know, the supermom. Uh, for example, I had a, a lady who was in Washington who wanted to you know, raise her children with natural foods, natural diapers, clean cotton linens, and, and, and she was trying to do everything at home. And she was actually 
uh, working prior to that and was able to make a decent income and could actually, with the income she had, have help around the house doing cleaning, doing cooking, doing shopping, so she could be more attentive to the child. Mm. But she thought, well, because my mother didn't have an education and didn't have that opportunity, she did it this way. And her mother was telling her, you need to be there with your child and do all that. Mm. And then her best friend, who also didn't have a higher education, said, well, you should do that. That's what a good mother does. And so she was subordinating to a lot of pressure on the outside, trying to please a lot of people and thinking she had to do everything. And after sitting and chatting with her and helping her sort through that, she decided to work a little bit part-time and make enough income to help get helpers to do that. And man, her life was liberated. She was so much more able to be really quality time with her kids Mm -hmm. and wasn't having to be so much of everything and scattering herself. Mm -hmm. So you gotta give yourself permission to be truthful. If you really love doing all those, fantastic. But Mm -hmm. uh, you might wanna be able to uh, specialize in what you do give more time to the child and get people to help you. Delegation liberates people from mm. scattering themselves, trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. And I I often um, have seen in my own life that uh, when we also are more liber- liberated and more focused, we are able to be more present and exactly. we are able to add more value to to the people around us in terms of you know what we're actually going for so if it is spending quality time with a child or a loved one or even being at work um being liberated also teaches the children that we worth we we actually see ourselves of worth and that in in fact to me i i often remind myself and many people in my life especially women that your children are watching you and if you are taking time out for yourself as a mother um, to do things that are important, i.e. exercise or to stay healthy, which means time away from work or them. And maybe you are running a business. All of those things, they actually honor if you are showing them that that is a better, healthier, more successful you. You just said it perfectly. Um, you have to give yourself permission to live authentically. Mm. And exemplification is still the greatest teacher. Yeah. Are the mirror neurons of the child are watching and chameleon, chameleon effect and mimicking a lot of our behavior. Mm-hmm. And if we feel that we're burdening ourselves, scattering ourselves and unfulfilled, mm-hmm. the child can feel partly responsible, feel like it's burdening its mother, mm-hmm. putting it the mother through that. Mm-hmm. So it's wise to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really can't live an inspired life unless you find out what your highest resource, your talent is. Mm-hmm. Ricardo, the economist found that every nation has resources that gives it a competitive advantage. And in individuals, every individual, whatever's highest on their value, whatever they are most inspired and most fulfilled doing that's most meaningful to them, if they go and do that and prioritize it, live that way and delegate other things, uh, they actually have the most fulfillment and then they show the child the same and they have more time for the child by delegating. And they also have a higher resources so they can give more to the child and more specialized education and they get to realize that life can be done that way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think that, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it's wise to make a list of everything you do in a day as a mother. Mm-hmm. Every, then next to it, write down what does it produce? Because there may be ways of in, in generating income. Then how much meaning does it have? Mm-hmm. Then how much would it cost to delegate that if it was to be delegated? 
Mm. And then how much time is spent. Mm. And then finally on the sixth column, prioritize that mm. and get to priorities. Because anytime you live by high priorities, you grow in self-worth, you get more mm. the executive function in the brain, you get more stable and resilient and adaptable and less distress, more eustress, which is wellness promoting. You also get more centered and less emotional and you train the child how to be masterful, mm. master of their destiny, not victims of their history. Exactly. And I think that really speaks to things that you may value, like you may value family time, you may value cooking a, a meal for the family or making, you know, t bath time or whatever the case may be. But it often can turn into resentment because you are scattered or spread so thinly. And you, you said it right in the beginning where you were saying that what she did, she thought she had to do because her mother did that. And that's how it should be. <laughs> well, it's like the old proverb that, uh, you know, the, the, the woman was cutting off part of the roast that she put in the, the yeah, oven. Yeah. And they said, well, why did you cut a third of the roast off in the oven. I don't know. My mother did that. <laughs> then we went to the mother and said, why did you do that? Well, mm. my grandmother did that. We went to the grandmother and said, why did you do that? And she said, I had a short oven. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you hand down exactly. traditions and things like that without questioning and thinking exactly. about them. But, but if yeah. you, anytime you live by higher value activities that are most mm. meaningful, you grow in mm. self-worth. Mm. And you, you also expedite the development of the child because you're more resilient and less volatile. Mm -hmm. Anytime we're living by low priority things, we, we our blood glucose and oxygen goes into the amygdala and we get more avoid pain, seek pleasure and more, mm -hmm. you know, one sided trying to be a one sided person. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say I, I know that what I'm about to say is probably going to shock some people, but <laughs> I go up to people in my seminar sometimes yeah. and I say, yeah, you're always nice. You're never mean. You're always kind. You're never cruel. You're always generous. You're never stingy. You're always giving, never taking, always peaceful, never wrathful. Do you believe me? And they, they go. Uh, not exactly. <laughs> I said, you're always mean, you're never nice, you're always cruel, you're never kind, you're always taking, never generous, and, you know, always wrathful, never peaceful. Do you believe me? They go, no. I said, sometimes you're nice, sometimes you're mean, sometimes you're kind, sometimes you're cruel, sometimes you're generous, sometimes you're stingy, sometimes you're peaceful, sometimes you're wrathful. And they go, yep. So we got to give ourselves permission to be whole. Yes. We don't need to get rid of half of ourselves to love ourselves. Mm. And sometimes we set up this fantasy, mm. this ideal perfectionist construct and I always say depression is a comparison of your current reality, which is more balanced to a fantasy that we can get caught in. Yes. And sometimes we set up, we think I got to be pleasing all these people are out there instead of allow okay. myself to be me and honor both sides of yourself. Mm. That, that also teaches a child to learn to mm. honor both sides of the child. And I think there's, um, I call them, uh, you know, how, you know, to do's or how to be. So if you are a daughter what the what's a good daughter do what does a good mother do so we are judging other people according to our lists because those are pre-set up things so and also you're judging yourself so what how is a super mom what is a good mom what's a good wife what yeah, is exactly. it to be a good girlfriend a good friend and we're also judging other people by those lists and it is it's so, so well sometimes they're, they're delusions yeah, they are because you know, where uh, did they come from? Who said so? I was a left-handed <laughs> dyslexic, so I guess I didn't fit into any mold. I was kind of a reject by a yeah. lot of people. So, But I think that you got to give yourself permission to be yourself. The magnificence mm -hmm. of who you are is far greater than anything you'll impose on yourself. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, Emerson, the philosopher, uh, said that the envy is ignorance and imitation is suicide. You can't just 
try to be somebody we're not. We have to look within. Mm-hmm. We got to, you know, we, we, we have a tendency to have a fear of not fitting in. And if we don't fit into what our peer pressure says, mm-hmm. we think we're, you know, not right. But you got to have the capacity to stand out. That's where you make the biggest difference and be unique. Mm-hmm. And you also have to be able to realize that, that uh, you know, you, you have your own path. Absolutely. And your child has its own. Akhil Gibran said they come through you, not to you. Exactly. They're not your possession. They're there to love, but to also mm-hmm. liberate them to, to be their own autonomous mm-hmm. individual. Mm-hmm. But, but mm-hmm. teaching them how to live their life and master their life, I think, is uh, wiser than just get them trapped in some sort of a box about how it's how supposed to be, which is changing exactly. every year. Exactly. And how things should be and how should, you to, should be to. and do. <laughs> Well, should, ought to, supposed to, got to, have to, must, and need to are imperative languages, usually from outside authorities. And Freud said our Mm -hmm. socialization process passes through a stage of development where we have to subordinate to things because we can't Mm -hmm. survive without people. Mm -hmm. But eventually we start looking for our own autonomy and we give ourselves permission to transcend that Mm -hmm. and then be unique and give ourselves permission to be what is really our calling. Mm-hmm. Our own, our mm-hmm. own uh, vision. It doesn't mean to be disrespectful to others. It means to be, be unique and communicate what you yeah. love in terms of what's exactly. valuable to others. You and don't have to sacrifice others, but you can communicate in terms of what they win by you winning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can align with some other authorities or some other purposes or some other things that align to your authentic self and some parts of that. But I think that's a really cool tip. Uh, which is one of the th- one of the little things I wanted to ask about is to look out for those words that could should always um, have to be like those words are are good triggers or, or kind of uh, a way to wake ourselves up to things that are maybe not authentic or real. Well, that's it because uh, people identify themselves by what they value most. So if let's say you're a mother and your highest value is your beautiful children and you're 35 years old and you have three children, uh, if somebody came up to you and, you and said, who are you? Some ontological question, who are you? <laughs> You'd say, I'm a mother. Mm. But her, her husband, who may have a high value on entrepreneurship, for instance, mm. they may go up to him, even though he has three children, he may say, I'm a, I'm a businessman or an entrepreneur. Mm. Whatever we value most mm. is what we tend to identify ourselves by. Mm. So our identity, the authentic identity is what we what is really most meaningful to us, most fulfilling to us. Mm. And so if we are giving permission to delegate things that are lower, you know, mm. I'm, I'm useless. Uh, I'm, I'm good at researching, writing, traveling, and teaching. The rest <laughs> of it I delegate. <laughs> I, I, I don't cook since I was 40 years since I cooked. Exactly. 40 years since I've driven a car. I delegate everything else except what I do best and stick to my core competencies. And it liberates me. And I get, I, I, I get to do what I love because of that. Exactly. But many people get trapped having to do things that they think they have to do, should do, got to do. It's more deontological and duty-oriented mm-hmm. instead of giving themselves permission to structure mm-hmm. their life yeah. and, and not worry about it. At first, you'll be ridiculed by people around you that have different values, and everybody's projecting their values onto you exactly. according to what they think is valuable. <laughs> you can't live by their values. It's it's futile. So you got to be able to get go through a little ridicule, maybe mm-hmm. on opposition, challenge, etc. and then eventually they respect you because mm-hmm. you're being authentic. 
What what um, insight can you maybe give specifically in a relationship for a a mother or you know anyone in a relationship where they may share some common values? Um, that's probably why they have um, you know nested together or why they landed up, up sharing their lives. But they they naturally will also have different values. How do you, um, what would be your best advice or insights um, from maybe from your experience or some of the people that you've worked with to, to allow for those values that align, obviously will naturally align, but for those that don't, for the individuals to be able to authentically respect and, you know, live in their, their own sets of values as individuals as well in a constructive manner? Well, the ancient Greeks had it nicely stated. They said, if you see more similarities and differences between you and them, uh, you have infatuation. Oh my God, we have the same number of eyes, the same number of teeth, the same number of ribs, the same number of arms and legs. We must be soulmates. Um, if we if see more differences and similarities, you know, we're going in two different directions. We don't have anything eye to eye. We, you know, we see more resentment. But the love is a combination of the two. Because mm -hmm. the one you love is going to support and challenge you. Yeah. If you get cocky, they're going to bring you down into equilibrium where you're authentic. Yeah. If you get humble, they're going to lift you up to get you back in authentic mm -hmm. state. So you need to be able to embrace the bantering of the support and challenge in a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. And if any two people were exactly the same, one would not be necessary. No point exactly. in being in a relationship With if yourself. you got some <laughs> That would be the twilight zone having the same person. Imagine exactly. being married to yourself. No. That would drive you crazy pretty quick. So you, you, you want somebody that supports you but also challenges you and keeps mm -hmm. you accountable. And if you get too much support, you become juvenilely dependent because of the infatuation and sacrifice of them. Mm. And if you get too much challenge, you get precociously independent and you want to, you want to sacrifice them. You want to kill them at the altar, as they say. But if you, if you see that you need both, because mm. that's where maximum growth Absolutely. occurs. Biologically, growth yeah. occurs between board, the border between support and challenge. Mm. That's why the, the ecosystem, the food system has support in the form of a prey and predator or in the form of a, yeah. a challenge. Yes. And we need both of those to keep us maximally fit. Absolutely. So you want a healthy relationship that mm. you respect. You can't respect somebody. Imagine if I came mm. up to you and I started <laughs> dating you, okay? And I said, I just want to be whoever you want to be. Well, tell me what to do. No. I, just, I just want to support you. I just want to be everything you want me to be and everything else. You'd say, get a life. But if, if I, yeah. and I said, look, baby, you do what I tell you. And I started talking down to you, you'd go, hey, and you'd fight back. <laughs> but if, exactly. if somebody has a balance of those two, you get respect. Exactly. And you can't expect one-sidedness. That's no two people. Mm -hmm. But you can do a simple exercise, a great exercise. Mm -hmm. There's two exercises I can encourage people to do. Fantastic. Identify what that individual's highest values are. On my website, drdmartin.com, there's a complimentary free uh, value determination process they can use if they want. But it, what it does, it goes through and it asks you 13 questions to determine what's really important to that individual, what's really highest on their values, because that's the only thing you can trust them to be doing. Yes. They're not. They're, they, people think that well, they're committed to me. The really truth is they're committed to fulfill their highest values, yeah. and they are they're utilizing you to help them fulfill that. <laughs> it's like a it's like a business, you know. Yeah. I don't. People don't like to hear that, but it's but once it's the fact, romance yeah. is off, that's the they, truth. Yeah. They definitely so, have an interest in why they're there. 
for themselves. When you're you're a young woman, you're looking for a guy that's good looking, that's fit, right? That's handsome, that's got nice abs and all that. I'm joking. Then you're looking (laughs) for someone that's got intelligence, right? That can speak your name, remember your name and and talk in your language. Has a deep voice, right? Remember your name. For somebody that's got ambition because you don't want to be taking care of a little kid your whole life. Then you're looking for somebody that's got some resources so you're not, you know, trapped with nobody giving you resources if you have children. Then you're looking for somebody that's that wants to be with you and is, you know, chemistry is attracted to you. They want you. Then you're looking for somebody that's socially savvy. They can hang out with your friends and not isolate you with, by yourself. And then you're looking for somebody that's inspired by something. So you're looking for the best package you can get. And if you're not offering a package, you're not likely to get a great package. So you gotta, you, you're responsible to empower as many areas as your life and try to find somebody that's empowered in their areas. But you have to ask a simple question. Mm-hmm. How is what they're dedicated to? what their unique mission is, how's it helping you fulfill what yours is? Mm-hmm. And how's what yours is, your, your, your highest values, mm-hmm. how's it helping fulfill theirs? If you answer that question, the more times you answer that and don't say, I don't know, mm-hmm. they're wrong, I need to fix them, yeah. change them. Yeah. But ask, how's it helping you enhance the relationship because you have more of a dialogue instead of an alternating monologue. Because mm-hmm. when you're talking, they're not listening, they're talking, you're not listening if you can't appreciate what they value. So that's a necessary ingredient to begin a dialogue, and and that's essential for communication. That's really amazing advice. And I do uh, think what we'll do is we'll add that link to the podcast that will go live later this week. You were mentioning a second exercise. I'm not sure if you still wanted to um, yes. share that before you wrap well, this up. Is, this is the what I call the Demartini method. It's a series of questions that you ask when somebody pushes your button. You know, you can get a button pushed on both sides, an infatuation button that makes you hook and vulnerable, and also that one that makes you just want to run and hide. But whatever it is, you ask this simple question, what specific trait, action or inaction, some behavior, does that individual do that I, I see them displaying and demonstrating that I admire or despise most? Because mm-hmm. you admire them and you're infatuated with them, you minimize yourself, you're not playing wise. And if you put them down and you're putting yourself up, you're probably undermining the relationship. Anytime you put them on a pedestal or a pit, you're not putting them in your heart. Mm. And then you ask, go to a moment where and when I've displayed or you perceived in yourself displaying and demonstrating that same behavior Mm. in your own life. Mm. Because sometimes we judge people and we react to people that we're too humble or too proud to admit that we see in them inside us. And if we look carefully at where we do it, we go, hmm, I do that same behavior. I'm judging them because I'm actually judging me inside. Mm. I'm, I'm feeling shame. That's why I'm resenting them. Yes. And I'm feeling mm. proud. And that's why I'm admiring them. They're reflecting me. Yeah. And when you realize that whatever you see out there, the seer, the seeing, and the scene are the same. Whatever you see out there is you. By going there and identifying it, it calms down the judgment and allows communication to go. Then if it's something you admire, if you found the downside of it, or for something you despise and you find the upsides by asking how is it a benefit or how is it a drawback and balance it out a bit, they don't uh, run you. Because anything you infatuate with or resent occupies space and time in your mind and creates noise in your brain. Yeah. It makes it emotional mm. and volatile. But yeah. once you go in there and ask questions to self-govern your mind, you realize that they're just a human being teaching you how to love the parts of you that you haven't loved mm. and haven't owned and integrate those parts so you're whole. Makes makes perfect sense to me. I think that um, it's yeah. I, I've also read up on some stuff how it's impossible not to mirror people we spend a lot of time with, and 
yeah, it absolutely makes complete sense to me how the, those same behaviors happens on both sides. And uh, what I like to, to call that little game about you either the prosecutor, the victim, or the hero, and you like going into this little triangle game or process. And um, this is a really helpful tool to actually stop and to to look at it objectively and to step outside of that to actually see what what exactly those behaviors are well, and I, I like how they think, reflect i'd like to think in terms of almost a theological language at the level of the essence of our soul mm. nothing's missing in us we have mm. a, a fullness mm, mm. but at the level of our senses things appear to be missing in us mm. sometimes we're too proud or too humble to admit mm. what we see in the world mm. around us inside us mm. And anything that we disown and deflect and don't re remember inside us mm. is the things that push our button until we eventually own it and then realize that nothing was missing. We had a, we have a full life. Mm -hmm. I, that the master is the one that doesn't live in the illusions of gain and loss mm -hmm. or the judgment rule, but actually sees things and realize that things are transforming and you're adaptable to new forms and see the and appreciate the forms. Mm. So a relationship uh, is one of the greatest tools to learn. I mean, how are you going to learn <laughs> without having to have to face in yourself and reflect on the things you haven't loved in yourself? Exactly. So it's a great way of learning. Exactly. And um, as you say, it's 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 there to to constantly wake you up, challenge you, and to to either you know bring you if you're below the line up again or above to bring you back to that authentic self and to challenge you to to stay true to that um but yes if there's um just maybe as we wrap up um dr um de martini would you like to if there's one thing you really would like the, our listeners to remember from our chat today um maybe if we we draw it a little bit back to the to the super mom syndrome of perfectionism and and how we you know compare ourselves or or believe we should what would that be well i think that what's happened is in our more narrow thinking process we think perfectionism is a one-sided magnet and uh, we think well i need to be positive never negative and kind never cruel and this we, we try to be a one-sided person so we go around saying since we can't do that because uh, we have a set of values and when people support it we're nice when people mm -hmm. challenge it we're mean mm -hmm. if if we have this fantasy we're supposed to be always one side Mm. and that's perfect, then you can't. You're, you're approximating something that's delusional. Mm. But if you understand the real perfection is the honoring of both sides in yourself and other people. Mm. Every human being wants to be loved for who they are, and it's both-sided. How mm. are they going to be whole if they can't be loved for both sides? Mm. And you don't need to get rid of half of yourself to love yourself. Mm. The Buddha said uh, a great principle. He said that the desire for that which is unavailable, the one side, and the desire to avoid that which is unavoidable, the other side, is a source of human suffering. Mm -hmm. So embracing both sides of yourself and realizing a little affirmation in your head that no matter what you've done or not done, you're still worthy of love. Exactly. <laughs> and if you look carefully, the things you think that were terrible that you've done actually served you. I, I mean, I asked people, thousands of people, how many of you had an event you thought was terrible and then a day, a week, a month, a year, or five years later, you went back and you went, thank uh -huh. God that occurred. Exactly. Well, yeah. well why, why have the wisdom of the ages with the aging process? You can have the wisdom of the ages without it by looking for the mm -hmm. upsides or downsides mm -hmm. and level it out mm -hmm. so you can govern yourself. 
Because if you can't govern yourself, the world has to govern you. Exactly. And you're a leader if you govern within, and you're a yeah. follower if you govern without. Exactly. So act or be act upon. <laughs> give yourself permission to be magnificent. There's the magnificence of who you are far exceeds any fantasies you'll impose on yourself. I love that. I definitely enjoyed our chat as I always do. And it's such an honor to have you back. And hopefully in the near future, we can um, have another chat and hear more of your insights. Um, well, would you, Thank you. Such a pleasure. Would you kindly share some of your contact details, perhaps some social media um, handles that our listeners can follow you? Also, maybe your website. I know that you always have amazing reading materials and um, workshops and weekends and talks and everything. And um, you're obviously traveling also uh, around the globe. So for those that are not based in Cape Town, some of our listeners are in Joburg or also outside of South Africa. Thanks. Well, my, my, my contact details are simply Dr. D. Martini, or J, well, John, <laughs> drdmartini.com is the website. drdmartini.com is the website. If they go on there, there's just Everything. there's hundreds and hundreds of interviews. There's YouTube videos. There's ed, it's a lot of education. And there's also products and ideas and where I'm speaking and not all of them, but at least the public ones. Mm -hmm. And they can they can they could spend probably the rest of their life on there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um, and I do encourage you guys to definitely go and visit the site we will be sharing the link for the value if I may call it the value test and as well as uh, Dr. John Demartini's website so it's easy for you to click on along with the podcast later this week so do keep an eye out on that um, and I would like to just wish you um, safe travels and yes, um, just, you know, you do amazing work and I hope that uh, you will be doing this for many, many years to come. And I definitely am keeping an eye on everything. And hopefully I'll meet up with you again at one of your talks soon. Well, that'd be lovely. Thank you so much for, for the opportunity to, to share and, and uh, look forward to our next uh, interview or Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks so much. Enjoy your, the rest of your week. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys. Wow, that is always so, so inspiring. And it's, oh, it is just fascinating. I'm personally an avid, um, how can I call this, student of life. And just always um, hoping and working on self-mastery. And that definitely starts with understanding self-love and how we actually are profound as human beings, as we are, and that we are whole. And um, to those super moms out there being Woman Month, month and, uh, you know, doing it all, I absolutely feel you and it it gets a lot and uh, I think it was beautiful words from Dr. John Demartini just saying that as long as we are aligned with the highest things that we value 
we will be living an authentic life. So always just ensure that if you are aligned with the things that are important to you, not because if it's because because it should be or could be or should have or because my mom did it that way or my sister does it that way or this one said it should be this way, then you're probably not aligning with your own true values. So I challenge you to actually make a list of what those are. I'm going to share the link of um, Dr. John Demartini's value test, which I think will be fantastic tool for you to align with that along with his website with lots of reading material as we all can do with a little bit of help every now and then i hope you're going to enjoy the rest of your week on that note i'm going to say goodbye i'll be back next tuesday between two and three and every tuesday here on two oceans vibe radio you are listening to on the flip side with nadia hearn